Welcome, Wildcats, to another episode of the Weber State Weekly Women's Hoops Show. We are a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Colby Peterson. On the show today, joining me from a recent trip up to Boise. You went the wrong week, Brooke, but I uh, heard that things went pretty well up there. Brooke Minnick. Brooke, how was Boise? It was all right. Short, but it was good. Yeah. Wish it would have been March, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I was surprised, uh, did a, did an interview this week with, um, senior associate commissioner, Janie Nadalski, uh, from the big sky. And then also talked to, uh, Linda Jacobson. That that's a, that show is in the podcast feed right now. If you want to go check that out, talking a little bit about title nine, talking a little bit about, um, what the conference is doing in Boise around the 50th anniversary of title nine. And, uh, this alumni meetup that they're having there is like a little reception on Sunday morning. 10 a.m. And so talked a little bit about those things, but uh, I, it dawned on me that it was like, dude, it's like a week away. Like this is the final week of regular season hoops by, by Monday next week. We're done. That's it. So kind of crazy. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, this, uh, this today's show. We're going to recap the games, the green team week against Sac State and Portland State, which Brooke correctly called. She called it, folks. <laughs> Portland State was a dub. So if you listened to the show last week, uh, you got to hear about that. So Brooke um, might need to go to Vegas and put some money down on certain teams and win because apparently Brooke knows what's good. She can see the future. So we'll talk a little bit about those games and then we'll look at the upcoming schedule, kind of things that remain. And uh, yeah, we'll keep it short for you folks. But before we get into all that, encourage everyone, please subscribe to the show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, great places to find us. Uh, we're on Google Podcasts. If you know people that love Wildcat athletics, that love sports, or maybe they're a casual Wildcat athletic fan, maybe they go with you sometimes to the games, tell them about Weber State Weekly. Say, hey, I know about this great podcast where they talk about Wildcat sports. You should subscribe to it and listen to it. And um, email us and give us ideas and say what's good. So tell them about Weber State Weekly. You also can talk to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Great places. Great, great places. In fact, they're great, great, great places to chat with us on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then Patreon, patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. Great place to chat with us as well. Um, if you want to become a patron and support what we're trying to do, grow the fan base, try and produce more content uh, when we can try and I got ideas, but I don't quite have enough cash. And so would love more Patreon supporters so we can invest in some of those folks, pay folks to produce a little bit more content and do the thing. And so, uh, yeah, so become a patron, love to do it. And also you get access to the premium preview, which is nice. And other content that I think up of that will only pertain to, or at least, get early access. I've got some, uh, I got some ideas in the hopper for this summer. I think where we're going to do some interviews with alumni and uh, maybe put them, put them behind the paywall. So you'll get early access to those before everybody else does. So just another perk for being a Patreon supporter. So go to patreon.com slash Weber state weekly. All right, but let's talk a little bit about the green team week last week, Sac state and Portland state coming to the purple palace um, and uh, a split the way you predicted. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Thursday. Cause you were in the palace for the Thursday game. It was a tough game. Things really weren't going super well. Um, uh, I, I gotta say that watching that game on TV uh, that man, what an imposing figure. Uh, 
and let me get let me get it up right here. Uh, that Isnel Nadabo was because man, she was such a presence in the paint in that game. Yeah, she was. They had thirty-four points in the paint to our twenty, so I didn't really like that. But yeah, she. Yeah. Let's see. I go old school and I use a piece of tape. I print them out. So <laughs> sometimes I get lost at where I'm looking. <laughs> yeah. 17 points. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was, I, I found that, you know, it was really, really difficult for the front court to deal with her, but surprisingly she didn't, she shot the most free throws out of anybody for Sac state. Um, she shot seven, but She's not a great free throw shooter, so she went three mm. of seven from that line. So she was also getting fouled, um, but it seemed like the right thing to do in some of those circumstances so long as the front court could stay out of foul trouble uh, because, you know, the bench is a little short right now. Um, some players uh, have left, like talked about Emma Torbert leaving the program, kind of leaving, giving opportunities for folks like Vicky Para and others to play in the front court. But yeah, um, it's no not about, man. I just, I was just like, wow. And then Kalaja Dean, um, I think she was co-player of the week this week. Mm-hmm. And so that made sense to me. I mean, she she looked fantastic in that game. And I think she led all scorers in the Sac State game. Let me just check. 19 points for her on 8 of 17 shooting. She had a terrible day shooting from three. So uh, hats off to the to the backcourt and, you know, trying to provide some defense against her. She did not shoot the three well, but got in the paint a lot and um, and made things happen. But Overall, yeah, led all scores with 19 points. So, yeah, I was kind of surprised because I, you know, I kind of remember some of those three point misses and I was like, okay, good. You keep missing those. And then yeah, uh, all of a sudden, just, all of a sudden she's up to 19 points. I'm like, oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> you know, it was a lot of those like um, she was really good at getting into the teeth of the defense, like getting into, you know, like about that that free throw line area, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of making the defense have to decide what it wants to do. If they're going to commit to her or stick with his Nel Nadabu, who's going to be, you know, close to the defense and you got to watch, you know, for lobs or, you know, so she did a really good job of that. I thought like if, if Kalaja Dean played for the Wildcats, I think that we're probably a team that contends for the conference championship, just because that's the kind of dynamic guard that I think that the Wildcats need, but yeah. Fantastic player. Had a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, this might be kind of an unpopular opinion, but that game, even though Sac State led the whole time, it didn't ever feel quite out of reach until time finally ran out. Even though it was, you know, around double digits, just it felt like Weaver was still in it until, you know, couple minutes left then their fans kind of started getting into it and it was like oh now now fans? that it's out of reach yeah they had it hmm. seemed like they had a lot of fans for um number 21 i don't want to say her name wrong went randhawa i don't i, I don't know so, I, it, kaylin randhawa that's what i'm gonna yeah. go with I, I didn't look at the pronunciation guide <laughs> i didn't it's sorry cardinal um, sin you're supposed to look at the pronunciation guide but i did not before this show so no and i didn't really plan on calling her out but she last played for utah state and so she had a pretty good crowd there to see her so okay. they didn't they didn't get too fired up about what was going on until you know one two minutes left and then it was kind of the game was kind of out of reach so i think they were a little worried too that mm. 
Weaver was kind of hanging out. I mean, it was double digits most of the game, but it didn't really feel like Weaver was really all the way out until the until basically when it was over. So, yeah, and, and I mean, and that's something that kind of was interesting because a lot of things I think went wrong for the Wildcats. They they struggled in really really key areas. Four assists in this game. Now I've been harping on assists all season, oh. right? For the men's show and the women's show. And what do you know, guys? Four assists is not enough to win you a game. Even in a, in a game like this where the Wildcats are giving up 66 points, which could be very winnable for them. But, um, you know, 52 is a good number on four assists, I have to say. But, you know, you're sort of muscling into that 52 points. And the Wildcats right now yes. are giving up 67 a game. So, you know, it's right there with their average. Um, but the Wildcats are only scoring 55. Mm. So that's the rub. But um, yeah, there were key, key things that did not go the Wildcats way at all in this game. And so in spite of that, you know, shot, they shot 11% from three, which, you know, we've made it, we've made the case this season. The three is not there. That's not their strong suit. One of nine, fine, whatever, but only shot 37% from the floor. And I think that's, that's the killer right there. You're yeah. not able to get things done where, Saxic didn't shoot the three particularly well themselves. They only shot 28.6%, 6 of 21, but they shot 48% from the field. So there you go, right? But in spite of all that, like you said, it never felt like, oh, the Wildcats are going to get blown out. They did lose by 14. Um, But, you know, they were in it in the first, in that first quarter, they were down five, which, you know, sounds weird because it's like, oh, they were losing by five after the first quarter. Cole, remember what you said? It's like, yes, but they at least cracked double digits in that first Mm -hmm. quarter, which has been a problem, right? Yes. There's been a lot of like, oh, we scored six, we scored seven, we scored nine. That's not been good enough. So they got to 11, but they gave up 16. But I just think that single digit scoring quarters for the Wildcats are the death knell because they're down five after the first quarter. Then that second quarter, a single digit scoring quarter where they only put in seven points while Sac State puts in 13. So there you go. You're down, you're down 11 at the half. Not a good spot to be in. And they just never really recovered. And so the only quarter that they did win was the third quarter. And they only, they only made up one point. That's tough. Yeah. But I was surprised to see only eight turnovers. I was going to point that out. That um, <laughs> there's a thing that I liked. So maybe we can talk about some things that we liked and things that we disliked. Things that I liked was that eight turnovers. Yeah. That's, that's a great number for the Wildcats. Yeah. I mean, they had... 12. So I really like that <laughs> when the other team has more than us. I mean, it sucks. They didn't get the win, but yeah, I mean, and the nine steals massive. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I mean, this is kind of weird, but we only missed three. We, we t- attempted 18 free throws, but we missed three. That feels like a pretty decent, like, of course I want you to make every single one of them, but only missing three when some of these other games were missing six more or more. I don't know. I agree. Um, that's, a, that's a great clip, you know, because it was a 15 of 18 in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 15 yeah. of 18 from the stripe. And, you know, the one, the, the free throws that they missed, it's like, oh, I missed one in the first quarter. Missed one in the second quarter. Missed yeah. one in the fourth quarter. They were nine of nine on their free throws in the third quarter. So, by and large, you know, taking advantage of the of the opportunities that the referees were giving them. So, you, that's something you like to see. It's the thing I like. I like the free throw mm-hmm. shooting in that one uh, because I think I'll have to check the Portland State game. We'll talk about that in a second, but I don't think it was quite as good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't quite as good. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to say they missed m- maybe more like six or something like that. But yeah, I mean, missing only three, I feel like has been pretty good because some of those other games have been pretty memorable misses. But <laughs> Any other things you like from this one, Brooke? Um, I kind of noticed this before, but like the a little bit more spread out scoring. We didn't have Darren Hickok. Right. Um, so other people were forced to play. And so we had three people with double digits. Thought that was pretty good. And then uh Kaya with nine. So she was right there too. Yeah. And and like I've said, if if she can put that like nine, ten, twelve a game, that's a great, I think, mark for a guard. Obviously, I want to see a little bit more than that. Uh, but you know, if we can get an, a guard who can put 15 up a game and average about six, seven assists tonight, that's pretty, yeah. pretty dang good. Yeah. But, but nine, 10 points for, for a guard right now, like, Hey, that's great. Yeah. And they actually ran this play a couple of times for her, where it set her up to do to go through with an easy layup. I was like, yes, yeah, run, run that, that play until they stop that. <laughs> yeah. If they can't stop it, run it all, all night, all <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. It was a few times I was like, thank you. <laughs> right man speaking of guard play um i don't know if you watched this on saturday because you were busy but um so i watched a little bit of cat grizz uh that afternoon montana at montana state in the brick um and there was this point in the game uh late i think i think there's under a minute left at this point the grizz have made up a big deficit come back they're down two and uh their freshman guard um she drives she's got a clear line to the basket drives it's it should be an easy layup she misses it mm-hmm. and it's just like absolutely brutal miss because like all you had to do is make a layup it's a tie game montana state probably has to call timeout you know figure out what they're going to do the game probably goes to overtime depending on how things go on the other side but her missing that that layup was just brutal and it was like oh man i feel for that kid because that is that's rough that's really rough i feel like that would happen to us yeah it's totally a thing right <laughs> like I, I think about i mean i think about like the northern colorado game last season right where it's like all we gotta do is make our free throws and we get out of the gym mm-hmm. miss the free throws lose the game in overtime it's just like oh it's brutal it's just so brutal so, Brooke, I want, to, I want to flip the script now, talk a little bit about things you didn't necessarily love in the Sac State game. Um, a few things. Um, rebounding was not very good. It was not. 22, and they had 39. Yeah, they got absolutely doused on the boards. Yeah. Um, points in the paint wasn't too... I mean, we had 20, but they had 34. I feel like we could have done a little bit better, but... Especially I mean, when the threes aren't falling, right? Yes. Um, and then I wrote a couple of things. Second chance points, we only had four. They had 18. That's crazy. <laughs> well, a big part and of that is the they, re- had, they had 14 offensive rebounds. Yeah. It's like an insane number because, you know, just to give you context, offensive rebounds, the, the best offensive rebounding team in the conference is Northern Arizona. They averaged 13. Sac State averages oh. 11. So they were oh, three wow. rebounds above their average on the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for not winning when you're giving yes. up that many. And I think a lot of that is a Snell Nadabu, right? Because she's such a physical presence. Yeah. Just taller than everybody. Yeah, she <laughs> Reaches <is>. right over. <laughs> she's very physical. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the, the other thing is bench points. We only had four. That's and they gripe. had 12. Yeah, that's my gripe. Four points off the bench. Yeah. God, it's just not good enough. Mm-mm. 
no, especially with how spread out, you know, our starters were, but um, yeah, that four. Yeah. Um, game with no Darren Hickok. So, I mean, yeah. Darren is the third leading scorer in the conference. So the third leading scorer is not playing on your team. That's obviously going to mean that more possessions for everybody else because she's not handling the ball. The points that should be prime opportunity for other folks to get chances to score. And they're just not. Yep. Which has been kind of the theme this season. <laughs> yeah. Which by the way, uh, do you know what the story is? Cause I think this was the second or third game that she had missed now. Um, she was wearing a boot on her foot. Oh, so, okay. Some sort of, uh, some sort of foot injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like we said, we're very close to conference tournament time, so we'll see if she returns. Yeah, that's yeah. I was wondering that, and then also Ava Williams wasn't there. Oh, she wasn't, huh? That's right. So I think Aliyah Ellis ended up getting the start because of that. Let me check that, but I think that was the case. Um, yeah, Aliyah Ellis ends up getting the start because of that. So, yeah, and it doesn't. Had a great game. Four of six on the field. Yeah, she's, and they seem to really like the way she plays defense that I've, that I've noticed that she, I don't want to say gets yelled at a lot, but she gets told get on, you know, their leading score. I think she was the one that was, that got to um, guard Dean a little bit, which I guess I shouldn't say that because then that looks bad that she had 19 points, but it seemed like she was the one that was tasked with being on their, you know, their, their, main guards, I guess. But. Yeah. Which, you know, a good player is a good player and it's tough to keep them down. So, um, we'll just go straight to MVP then. Brooke, who's your MVP in the Sac State game? Oh. I'm just going to go with Jaden Matthews because she's my favorite. Jaden's great. J double double. Um, she gets 10 points, only three rebounds in this one, but only two fouls, only a couple of turnovers, had two steals, made her free throws. Um, yeah, but four, was three of four, three yeah. of ten from the field. That's tough. Yeah. Could have been a lot better, but um, yeah, I get that. Um, for me, I think I'm gonna go with LT because I like I liked her physical play. She had four fouls mm. in this one, um, which yeah. tells you a lot about the kind of game that she played. She was three of eight from the field, one of six from three though. So tough night, but when she got her chances, she made her free throws. Um, he played one less minute than Jaden Matthews. LT, good job. Plus if you had a chance to read Brett Hines piece about her and her journey uh, at Weber state uh, that came out last week as well. So if you hadn't have a chance, go check that out. Yeah. I think LT is it for me. Although, yep. Now talking about Aaliyah Ellis. Now you've, you sort of sold me on that. I know. Aaliyah Ellis, she's a good, good shooting game. You know, she started, played fairly, you know, had, had a tough task with Kalijah Dean and, you know, did what she could. Yeah. Yeah. She seems to come in and kind of hit a couple shots here and there. Kind of like what I've been talking about with Ava Williams, kind of being like a bridge-ish player that kind of just makes, you know, a shot here that, that keeps Weber in. It seems like she's kind of stepped up and done that here and there too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the bench is short, man. The bench is so, so short right now. So many players hurt. Yeah, and I noticed also last game that Talon Smith wasn't on the bench either. Oh, just one more. Yeah. Not sure what's going on with that, but 
Yeah. So it seemed like Sac State also had kind of a short bench. Yeah. Let's uh, let's see how many players did they play in this one? You know, playing uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine players total. So, eh, okay. Not they. Yeah, they only really played two main players. So they played Solapia Musan off the bench. And uh, so Bente Versteeg, she also played off the bench. And she she was the one that was absolutely destroying on the offensive glass. She had four offensive rebounds. She didn't have any defensive rebounds, but four offensive rebounds. So it made a huge, uh, huge difference. She didn't shoot the ball well. It was only one of three from the field. But digging out rebounds and probably kicking them out. Made yeah. All right, let's turn the page. Let's talk a little bit about Portland State because this one, as you predicted, came away with a dub. <laughs> and uh, if you look, if you watch the game or if you look at the stat sheet, you know exactly what I liked about this game. What do you think it is that I liked about this game, Brooke? <laughs> I don't know. Was it maybe the assists? It's the assists. <laughs> look at that beautiful assist number. <laughs> 15 to 9. They're 9. 15. <laughs> 15 assists in this game, folks. 15. That is a great number. To put that in context, you know, the, the, the best assisting team in the conference is Northern Arizona. They average 15 a game. And they're right there, neck and neck. They're currently in second place in the conference. Wildcats will face them on Monday next week. But 15 assists and you look at all the opportunities that they, that they had without Darren Hickok, they get it happening. This game wasn't really in doubt. The Wildcats were pretty much in control um, went down the stretch. And so it didn't feel like this game was going to slip away. And man, I'm telling you, like I said, you get that assist number up. It's just like the, the Eastern game, right? When they won the Eastern game, mm-hmm. what happened? They assisted and it worked. So assist the ball, get dubs. That's my scientific opinion. <laughs> so, Brooke, what about you? Any other things you saw from this one that you, uh, things that you like to see? Um, again, it was kind of spread out with the scoring. We had a lot more people with points. And then Jaden Matthews went off with her 21 she points. She had a double double in this one. <laughs> yeah. J double double. Kai with 10. I like that. I like that. I like that. LT too. nine. Yeah. I, rebounding was good at 38 compared crashed. to their 27. Yeah. Crashed the glass mm-hmm. in this one. And that's so that that's the other thing that I like, right? I like to see rebounding. When you win that rebounding game, you give yourself a chance. So yes. you're assisting and you're rebounding. And guess what? You're winning. <laughs> Um, the so this is kind of a like and dislike they attempted 20 free throws but made 14 so they missed six of them which feels like too many um i mean it's only six but that's six more points that could have been fundamentals right (laughs) yes 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 um turnovers went back up to 16 a little high yeah yeah so thing i don't love the turnovers return to their the their mean it didn't hurt the yeah. Wildcats in this in this scenario because they end up winning the game. But chop that in half or give get it to what was it in the sack game? It was like eight, eight or nine turnovers. Yeah, eight. Game. So take away eight extra possessions from Port, uh, Portland State. You win yeah. this one by twenty, guaranteed. Yeah, 
Yep. Um, points in the paint was okay. We had 20, they had 18. So I kind of don't want it to be that close, I guess, but still okay. Um, our bench, we had 13 points. Better. Better than last game. Yeah. Better than the four last game. So a few things, but hey, they got a win and I called it. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Um, another thing that I will have to say that I I liked was the three-point shooting in this game mm. was pretty good. Oh, yeah. So overall, the Wildcats, they shot. Now, understand that like we've talked about this a lot this season, that they're a team that doesn't like to shoot the three a bunch. They were six of 13 at 46% from three in this one. I think they were one of nine in, in the Sac State game. I think that's mm-hmm. what we saw there. So yeah. six of 13 and look at the difference it makes when you can also hit threes. And I noticed that a, a lot of these threes were somebody is in the paint and they're kicking out to somebody who is open behind the arc. And because the defense doesn't respect the shooter because the Wildcats have not been a great three point shooting team right now in the conference standings, the Wildcats are shooting 27% as a team from three that's dead last in the conference. So you can understand why the defense doesn't respect their ability to shoot. When some of those start to fall opens up so many other things, right? And the defense is right now, they're going to commit to collapsing on whoever has the ball in the paint, opening up really good opportunities. The Wildcats knocked a few of those down, and I think it made a huge difference. Yeah. And their other win against Eastern Washington, I just looked up, they made six of nine. So we don't need too many, but we need a few more than one a game. Yeah. Not bad. Um, another thing that uh, about this one that I liked, we've already talked about the rebounds. We talked about assists. Um, so maybe a thing that I didn't like overall bench points. I just think that bench points, we talked about this just a second ago. It was better in this game, but the bench needs to produce 15 to 20 points a game. Like it just has to be like, you have to be able to come in and make an impact and keep the momentum going when the starters go off the floor, because as it sits right now, I mean, you've noticed the numbers like the, the, the starters that score, they play almost the entire game. And that is, yes, we're getting now to the end of conference slate going to Boise for a team like the wildcats who are in the basement. Um, you're going to, if you, if you're going to try and make some noise in the conference tournament, you're going to have to win more games. And so that means that you're going to have to play more when you've already been running your starters, you know, 35 plus minutes a game for two, three months, it's going to add up. So the bench really has to give the coaching staff some confidence to say, all right, we don't need to, we, we can leave, we can play Monka or J double double for 32 minutes a game, play them for 30 minutes a game because we don't need them that badly because the bench can keep the mark going, keep the team in it and give them a little bit more rest so they can stay fresh, fresher down the stretch. Uh, We'll see if it makes an impact as the conference tournament shows up next week. But I got to think that that's not great. Like I'm feeling the same way about the Montana Grizzlies, the men right now, because I look at their numbers and it's like, dude, they are playing those dudes a lot. They're playing a lot of minutes and I got to wonder if it's going to catch up to them. So, any other things that you liked or disliked in this one? No, 
Not that I can think of. I think we pretty much covered everything I wrote down. All right. So then let's talk about MVPs. Who do you got? <laughs> this is easy, but Jaden Matthews. Easy. Hey, hey, I respect it. <laughs> just that picture of her, you know, that they use for the recap. Yeah. Just her yelling. I'm just like, yes. Like when I was sitting in that funeral, I'm just like, you're Jaden. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Trying to be quiet. <laughs> oh, you're crying. Oh, I'm so broken up. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast get the dub. <laughs> uh, by the way, I also love those jerseys. I I, I, I mm-hmm. guess from what I've heard, people don't necessarily love the gray jerseys. That's what they've told me. But I love them. I think those gray jerseys with that that um, the logo on the front, those are pretty mm-hmm. cool. I yeah, I like them. They've like grown that. on me a lot. Yeah, those grays and then the the home whites actually have mm-hmm. been really nice jerseys this season. It'd be really nice to you know buy similar as a fan. <laughs> Would it ever? <laughs> you know, and I got to wonder because, you know, the whole Dame Lillard shooting in his Weber State jersey, my understanding mm-hmm. is that Coleman Knitting Mills, um, or not Coleman, is that what the, is that they're called? Yeah, I think that's what they're called. But it's the folks that are right across the street from the ballpark. Mm-hmm. The, the I guess they made the the pants or the shorts for, for Dame, and I think they might have made the jersey as well. And so it's like, I mean, they made it. So mm-hmm. why don't they make more? I I'd love that. I'd <laughs> I buy mean, one. Yeah. I don't know. I Weber's missing out on a ton of money. Like, I'm not asking for you to change it every season for every team. But if they had, like, football would make a killing. Oh, yeah. People would. Dude, if football sold helmets, like, people collect those helmets, man. Like, yeah. They are a hot commodity. If you can get one of those helmets, look, it's a huge deal. And, like, they'll sell some of them, like, after the throwback game, they'll sell those flying W or the go W uh, helmets, which is really cool. They're really, really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, uh, those, that stuff, that'd be a hot commodity. I yeah. think they should, because the more, the more of that kind of stuff you can get out in the community, it's like people got them sitting on their mantle, you know, they're wearing football jerseys around town. Mm-hmm. They're doing this, they're doing that. Uh, the more of a presence that you can give people to give the university, in the in the community, the better. So it's not just, oh, here's a sign that says Weber's awesome. Yeah, it's a sign. But like, there's a guy walking around with a Weber State jersey, and he doesn't work for the university because that's that's the thing I always used to get all the time. Like, oh, you love Weber? Like, you work there? Like, no, I don't. I love the Wildcats. Mm-hmm. I don't work there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they don't need to, you know, change them every season. But if you have like a one similar to what the teams have worn, you'd make a killing. Yeah. Also put the put the women's names on the back of the jersey. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why don't they? They don't. Uh some schools don't do it. Uh like Montana doesn't do it. The, the men yeah. don't have their names on the back. The the men for the Wildcats have their names on the back of the jersey. Um, but some schools just don't do it. So I don't know. For me, MVP in this one is um Kyla Sane. And the reason is six assists. That's why. Six oh yeah. Assists, six assists and ten points. Uh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a bunch. Six of eight for uh, three free throw shooting on 28 minutes. Great. Six assists and 10 points. Do that. (laughs) Do that. You're going to get more dubs. They're going to have to respect the guard play if you do that. So do it. (laughs) 
All right, now let's take a look at the upcoming schedule. The Wildcats, like we said, round in the corner here. And it's going to be soon. So this week, final road trip of the season. Wildcats taking the trip up to the Palouse. Thursday, February 23rd. Uh, host uh, at Eastern Washington in Cheney. Um, this is a revenge game. If you remember, the Wildcats beat Eastern not long ago. And so they may be looking to avenge that. We'll see how the Wildcats handle it. That's at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on ESPN+. Plus. Then Saturday, February 25th taking the trip over to Moscow to face the Vandals who have, I think underperformed this season. They haven't been as good as I think people thought. And so that game will be at 8 PM mountain standard time on ESPN plus. Um, if you haven't seen that beautiful facility, they have there in Moscow, watch the game, check it out. It's nice. I want to go there. I want to sit there for a game. And then the final game of the season, Monday, February 27th, it'll be senior night at the palace. Uh, Wildcats take on Northern Arizona, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Get your tickets at WeberStateSports.com or ESPN Plus to watch it if you're out of market. Uh, this will be the last time. If you're not going to Boise, this will be your last chance to see the Wildcats this season as they uh, honor those seniors who may be going out. I was thinking about it. I was like, who might be going out? Maybe Ava Williams is a senior. Yeah. I think uh, Laura Taylor, I think. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who all will be honored on senior day senior night on yeah. Monday. So I guess what I'm saying is show up and find out. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, Monday, February, uh, March 4th through the 8th, Big Sky Tournament will be going on in Boise. Uh, get your info at bigskyinboise.com. We also mentioned in that special episode with uh, associate Senior Associate Commissioner Janie Nadalski and uh, Linda Jacobson that there will be an alumni reception if you are an alumna or you know um, women who have played basketball in the big sky whether that's for Weber State or any of the other schools check out the link in the description uh, sign up for that event it'll be Sunday morning 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at uh, White Dog Brewing and so you can go there you can check it out if you even if you didn't play um, Janie said you know you can show up just pay your money you know be there you can talk to folks you know it'll be kind of nice but if you do know former student athletes who have played at Weber State or elsewhere pass that link on to them and if they're going to Boise and they want to support make sure that they know about it because we'd love to see a lot of folks show up and um, just kind of reminisce get to know folks uh, reconnect with them and all that good stuff so email us weberstateweekly at gmail.com Facebook Instagram Twitter and Patreon um, Brooke Minnick, want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me about uh, women's basketball. This will be, let's see, I think we'll have one more regular season show next week. And then after that, there'll be just one more to wrap up the conference tournament. So we'll, we'll be talking about that. So two more shows at least, guaranteed. And we'll just kind of see what kind of noise gets made in the conference tournament. You never know. Anything can happen. I think I have an idea of how it's going to go. I've made my prediction last week, but so far I'm wrong and Brooke is right. So shows what I know. <laughs> so we'll wrap this one up like we always do. Weber State, Weber State. Great. Great, great. Go Wildcats. Wildcats.